Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Insight Podcast. I am your host, Daniel El-Tahar, the social media and marketing specialist here at Sentinel Technologies. Today, I am joined by Sentinel's very own TAD team. That is TAD Technology Area Design. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thank you. With us today, we have Frank Kristoff, the team lead of TAD Solutions. Jim Mahalik, the design consultant. Hi, everyone. And Tim Ryan, the senior sales executive with a focus in TAD. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. So, gentlemen, for a lot of our viewers out there, maybe you could just break down exactly what technology area design means. Absolutely. Yeah, it's something that's unique to um, our company, and it's a great design offering. So what we do is we design in the technology infrastructure for our clients, whether that's low-voltage data cabling, audiovisual systems, physical security, sound masking, wireless. We're the part of that construction pro- design process that happens long before you're thinking about buying your switches, your routers, installing that gear. We're designing that actual infrastructure that it's all going to affect to. So we're definitely very early in the design process. You know, in some respects, when we talk about our client base, or the kind of jokes we have are we get sent home to the door before the door is even built. We're there from the ground up, getting things ready to, so that when a client moves in, everything is ready to go. They can install their equipment, and that infrastructure is rock solid, whether it's data cabling, their audiovisual systems are going to be designed to meet their, their needs, you know, from um, functionality within their budget, whatever that may be. Awesome. And again, the physical security, you give them the, the access control surveillance systems that they require, whether it's just through general business practices or any code requirements that they have to have. Um, again, what's unique about us is that this is a very specialized practice for Sentinel. Okay. But what helps us too is that we, unlike some of our competition that are strictly pipe and power, we understand the technology. We have a Obviously, as, as Sentinel is an organization, we can draw on that breadth of knowledge to bring in subject matter experts so that when our clients are designing something, we know exactly, okay, this kind of this is the switch you're putting in. These are the real requirements for it. Or maybe the client doesn't really know they're looking price to be upgraded as part of the move or whatever. We can bring in our design experts on the other side of the house. They can come in and discuss with them. Here's the, really the industry where it's going. These are the new you know, infrastructure switches that are coming out. So that when we do the planning for the fiber, the cable plant, we get it right. That is awesome. Jim, maybe you could uh, elaborate a little bit more on this? I think probably the big question is how, how it really benefits the organization as a whole. And, and by that, I mean you know, the listener's organization, how, how, how you uh, benefit from, from our expertise. And I'd say there's probably about five major ways. The first is, and we pushed really hard for this over the last almost 20 years now, is to ensure that all of your technology needs are integrated into your building, almost like a utility is. So when people are building a building or renovating or moving or expanding a space, you know, they have people who are specifically worried about the electrical systems, the mechanical systems, like the, the air and the cooling. People who worry about the plumbing, the gas, how it comes into the building, how the water comes in. Uh, so you guys are involved from the early construction process, correct? Up, absolutely, because that all has to be coordinated as it enters the building. And for the longest time, the industry kind of viewed technology as, well, it's just computers on desks and fax machines every so, right. so often. Uh, and let's give the IT team 
maybe the weekend before moving to figure all that stuff out. <laughs> we have pushed very hard over the years to make the industry realize you have to plan that very early in. There's cabling, there's conduit, there's power requirements, there's custom grounding requirements. Uh, AV infrastructure has to be put into the building. How the paging or sound masking systems all uh, plug in, like Frank said. Yeah. Uh, you have to view that from the very earliest days where there isn't going to be time, money, or room to do this on your own. Uh, the second benefit we provide is uh, that we're we're giving the project team a real solid set of drawings. So, you know, you picture a, a construction site, you get the architect or the engineers out there and they've got the big rolls of drawings that they roll out and there's every floor and every room mapped out. We do that as well, and our drawings are part of that set. So the construction team is looking at the same drawings that the IT department wanted to see. So from the very first day, that's being put in and being put in correctly. Uh, and also specifications. Now, when you say uh, uh, specifications to the IT community, they tend to think of in the back of a product sheet, a data that's sheet. Right. For, you know, here's the here's the dimensions of the switch. Here's the power it can produce. Here's the uh, the, the number of users it can support for this. Uh, construction specifications are much more important in that respect because they become incorporated in the legal contracts. So we write those for the IT department uh, in the sense that here's how the systems have to be installed. Here's how they cannot be installed. Here are the products you may use. Here's the products you cannot use. Here are the techniques you may use. Here are the techniques that are prohibited. So that way, everybody is following the rules. Everybody on the construction process or site understands what these rules are, whether it's everything from doorknobs to plumbing fixtures to the IT switches and to the computers on the desktops. And if, uh, I could, and if I can interject here just for a moment, you know, it brings up a good point because as Jim's describing me, what, what we do and how we do it in the depth of detail we get into, that's something that most IT departments, while they're extremely skilled at keeping their networks running and their storage and, and have a solid knowledge of their network, they've yeah. never dealt with that construction process before. And they don't know the level of detail they really need to have out there. You know, it's one thing to say, well, I just want CAT 6 cable and two drops per location. Well, that leads to a, if you just put that on a piece of paper and give that to someone, well, that's so open to interpretation, you don't know what you're going to get. And if it goes in a big situation, you're going to have such wild variations. Our goal really is to eliminate that variation and make sure you're getting a solid system for the right price. To Frank's point, that's really the, the third benefit that we provide is that we serve as that bridge between the IT world and the construction world. So, uh, you know, exactly as Frank said, is that, the IT department is going to be asked all sorts of really uncomfortable questions about power and cooling requirements. You know, the IT department, that's not their job. Their job is to keep yeah. the operations running. They're not there to be engineers or experts in this field. So we can translate that for the IT department and vice versa. When the IT department says, you know, we need um, 50 micron multimode fiber uh, that extends this way to this way to, to take these different edge devices and connect them to the core. The architects and the engineers, they're going to glaze over. They don't know what any of that means. So <laughs> you can see there's a huge disconnect right there, Daniel, that um, we serve as that translator. This is what the IT department is really asking you for from a, a design perspective and designers. What you have asked the IT department doesn't understand. So we will tell you what those requirements are from the IT department in language that you understand. Yes. Instilling a very thorough plan in place from the groundwork, from the ground up. And that's yeah. that's very important. Yeah, like and, you said, and, saves you know, the, time, saves money, and and that's that's easily the fourth uh, 
benefit that we provide is by eliminating that guesswork, by eliminating change orders and bidders not knowing what you mean. So they're going to just throw a pile of money or called an allowance into the construction process. We're driving those costs down. So, for example, you know, if you just say you want uh, a conference room uh, in in your, your, your new space, the construction team is going to say, well, we'll budget $50,000 for that. Yes. If you have us design it, very likely we're going to start defining what do you mean by conferencing and, and what services and functions is that room going to provide? We'll probably pull that down to somewhere in the twenty nine dollars to $32,000 range, which is money back in oh, yeah. the organization's department. And you know, last, I, I think the biggest thing that, that I can add is, is that fifth benefit we provide is we've been doing this a very long time. We have a ton of industries that we've worked in. Uh, so whether you're, you know, financial or manufacturing, legal, education, if you're in uh, municipal or recreation, we can pull oh, expertise huge. from all those different industries. So, uh, you know, a real couple of real quick examples is, um, you know, maybe you're a financial uh, organization and you have some sort of audiovisual need to have an instructor or, or maybe auditors walk around the space and wire wirelessly document what what they see or what's going on. We have done that so many times for education with teachers doing that around classrooms. We can use that technology and pull it in. Uh, if you're a legal company, maybe, uh, you know, a law firm, uh, you're worried about security. Well, you know what? The manufacturing companies that we work with use this solution that works very, very well for that application. It's something the legal industry doesn't necessarily consider, but manufacturing uses it all the time. It's, it's solid and it works. Let's use that. And to your point, again, you know, we really, we truly are consultants in the sense that it's not just we come in, we ask you what you want, we put it on paper. We're going to give you what we see as trends, what other organizations are doing. And also, a lot of organizations only know what they know. And again, that's not, you know, a, a derogatory statement in some respects. It's more that, you know, people have worked for certain organizations for a long time. It's always the way we've done it. And there's other things that have changed around the industry. And again, they're, they're insulated from that. We bring that knowledge in there so they can see that, oh, there are better ways to do this possibly. And then we can help them, like I said, either save money, be more efficient in the way they run their operation or you know, whatever benefit we can bring to them. That is excellent. So this seems to be a very specific practice. Uh, maybe you could tell us a bit more about these skills and uh, certifications that we bring to this process. Sure. So, well, Jim and myself are uh, RCDDs, which is a Registered Communication Distribution Designer. It's an organization okay. known as Bixie. It's a global organization that certifies and provides a certification for all those voltage design consultants. So it's continuing education. So every three years, we have to have so many continuing education credits to make sure our certifications are current and our knowledge is current. We attend okay. numerous manufacturer seminars for, you know, updates on standards, new products. So we have to keep up to date on everything. So again, our knowledge isn't stagnant from the time we took the test years ago, and then we've never done anything since. Technology is always evolving. Absolutely. And it's a continuing education process for us. And again, just as we learn from going to these seminars, going through education, education credits, um, conferences, we also, again, learn from our clients. We take that knowledge from every project, and we try to better our, our work product. So when we come through... We like to learn from past experiences. We know what works. We know from past experience what probably doesn't work so well. And, and again, as time has evolved, things change. Ways of designing things change. It, it just it's a continuing process. Um, Tim, maybe you could uh, elaborate a bit more. 
Sure. So, um, you know, my role is to, to work with uh, both Jim and Frank and their team to grow the practice here at Sentinel for technology area design. And in doing that, um, you know, like Frank mentioned, we engage early with our clients. And part of that is uh, what I call the technology area design channel, which is okay. um, people who are involved with the process early on, be it architects, mechanical electrical plumbing engineers, um, commercial real estate agents, and project managers. So by um, working those relationships and getting engaged with them early, uh, we can bid on their projects and go out to bid with our technology area design team. Um, if we engage and we win that business, we're unique as our competitors are usually engineering firms. They're not technology shops. So the part of that's interesting about that is our, our subject matter experts from all the technology, we can engage them early in the process through proofs of concepts for these clients as they're getting ready to move into a, a refurbished or um, upgraded or new uh, facility, and we can do proofs of concepts and engage them early to show them, you know, here's the latest and greatest technology that, you know, will future-proof their their new environment um, down the road. So it's a, a very strategic and important part of our business. I love working with Jim and Frank. They're experts at what they do, and they're very knowledgeable. And, um, you know, my role is to help engage not only myself and our clients, but our other sales people to focus on what these guys do and, and get in early and um, gain traction with our clients. Excellent. So uh, with whom else do we work in this process? You know, you, you do engage very early on. I know you say the earlier, the better. You make it more cost effective. But who are you necessarily dealing with? Well, in most cases, we're already dealing with the architects, mechanical, plumbing, engineering firms, um, construction industry. And, you know, again, the clients are our client base. We act as a trusted advisor to them. And again, how we're engaged, it really depends. In some cases, the clients bring us in. If we have a depth relationship with the client and our sales team's engaged, they know they're moving, they'll bring us in and say, here's what we can offer. And we'll engage them. They'll be proud of this part of the team. In other respects, a lot of times we go through the RFP process where a project management firm or an architectural firm will send us an RFP for a project they're working on. A lot of times that's a brand new logo to Sentinel, which is great. In some yeah. cases, it's an existing client. And, and, you know, we'll engage the appropriate sales resources at that point we, we engage, bring them in so they know. But again, it, it really varies on how we're engaged. But again, who we work with in depth, obviously the client, but then we're mm-hmm. hand in hand with the architects and the engineers come up with a unified design so that whatever we're doing doesn't impact them adversely and vice versa that, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, we can go back and say, you know, the clause you're giving us is, either way too large or we can't even get a rack inside of it. We need to look at some space requirements. And again, so that when we're doing this, everything's coordinated and everything, you know, the finished product is, is, is what the client's expecting. That is amazing. Uh, any other thoughts, Jim or Tim? Yeah, I, I want to get real quick. Uh, you know, the, I'm sure a lot of listeners are thinking, uh, boy, it sounds like you guys do an awful lot and you do, but you know, what, what does that really mean? When, when, can we help you? Um, and so when does it make sense to engage us? And um, there's there's a, a few things I think here that I could say that would make things really easy. Um, if you are an organization uh, and you're planning a move, you know, or you're relocating the company to a new location, give us a call. If you are renovating or expanding any of your current space, 
give us a call. Uh, if you have concerns about your existing infrastructure, you know, we're planning a great big, huge new payroll system coming in. I don't know if I've got enough power. And, and they're talking about all these storage array network things and how much heat is that going to produce? We Give us a call. We can help. Um, very often, if, you, if you're in these situations, you may be involving a construction or real estate project manager or an architect or an engineering firm. If you're engaging those folks, give us a call. Again, we don't compete with them. We work with them to, to give them that, that value that they need to answer their questions for you. And really, the earlier in the process you do it, it, it the better. Uh, a real quick example uh, of how simple this can be is I don't know how many times that we've walked into a, a, a client space and the IT director or manager says to me, uh, let me show you the computer room. I, I want to apologize, though, for how it looks. <laughs> that, to me, is absolutely a warning sign. I can help you. Um, because there's something in there that you're not happy about. So either the cabling is messy, the power is off, there's cords stretched across the floor, it's too hot. These are things that we can assist you with. We can provide you a consulting document that says, here's where you're at risk, Here's here are the code violations that I can see, here are the standards that, that are being violated, here are the support and warranty uh, requirements that, that are, are on the bubble here because you're not following best practices. We can write that up for you and prioritize it and even budget it for you so that you know what you have to address first and approximately how much it's going to cost. These are very easy things that we can do to help. So the earlier we call us, the better. The better. And, and, I, and, I, just, and I just want to reiterate, we really truly are a resource for IT organizations, because for the majority of IT organizations, any relocation or move or build up is probably a once or twice in a career happening for them. This doesn't happen often for most organizations. Most organizations right. pick a building, they stay there. So again, to have to try to do this as a one-off yourself is pretty difficult. That's why we can come in and we can definitely help and assist make sure that this process goes smoothly. It, it could be career-ending for a lot of IT directors and managers oh, if they no. try to do this on their own. Oh, man. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us today and teaching us loads on technology area design. I'm sure our viewers and listeners will be walking away from this episode with plenty of new knowledge on what your team does, just like I will. So until next time from the Inside Podcast, thank you for joining us and take care. Thank you.